Father, we thank you for the blessing to hear your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Good ground. Five. Good ground and the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 9 to 12 says, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the, the, the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have freely that have been freely given to us by God. Praise the Lord. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. It's powerful. Praise the Lord. When God teaches us about how it's important for us to be a good ground, Is because he's preparing us so that we can receive the seed that will be sown into us. Praise the Lord. Because a good ground by itself is useless. Except the seed is sown into it. Praise the Lord. So, um... Except the seed is sown into it. It may be a good ground, but it's, I mean, we can't know. We cannot know its potential. We can't enjoy the, the fruit of it until the seed is sown. So you see that there has to be a marriage between the good ground and the thing that God wants to sow in that ground. So when we talk, we can't talk about or pray that God should make me a good ground without dwelling also on what God wants to sow into that ground. Hallelujah. Because the end, at the end of the day, it's not just about you becoming a good ground, but it's about you becoming um, a ground that yields fruit. Praise the Lord. Yes, you see there are different stages. You can be a, a ground that yields a tree. That reaches into the skies. But if that tree does not even bear fruit, it's, it's like the good ground and the seed. It's, it's, it's all useless. So we have to keep our eyes on the goal, what we want to get at the end of the day. And that's how God thinks. He's looking for fruit. He's looking for fruit. So because he's looking for fruit, he takes his time to teach us the, all the steps that are necessary or take, that are important in bringing about fruit. Praise the Lord. And we learned in the Bible from Matthew chapter 13, hallelujah, it says that what? That they seeing do not see, and hearing they do not hear, neither do they understand with their hearts, and should be converted, and I should heal them. So we learned about those five things that are very important in, like, important processes in making us or converting us to become a good ground from whatever 
states that we're in we're in maybe we're thorny ground maybe a stony ground maybe a wayside ground but god wants to change you and make you a good ground so that you can support what god wants to sow into you today want to dwell a little bit more on what god wants to sow into you hallelujah what your ground should support what your ground should mix with what your ground should marry what your body should marry you understand all of us uh, uh, we must be married to the spirit of god that's why the bible says that don't you know that your body is the temple of the holy ghost so god desires to live in us he desires to be married to us exactly that's why the bible talks about we being the bride of christ praise the lord we being the bride of christ he's looking forward eagerly to preparing us and making us his own bride so that we will be the ones who yield fruit for him that's what a man marries a woman for <sighs> so that i'll give you seed and then you give me baby you give me fruit you give me something out of it praise the lord and so what is this seed hallelujah in first corinthians chapter 2 we see that god we see what god wants to sow into us so in the scripture scripture that we just read it says in first corinthians 2 verse 9 it says i has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which god has prepared for those who love him so here in this scripture, we see the same words that we saw in Matthew 13. Hallelujah. Seeing, hearing, understanding. Praise the Lord. So we know that these things are the portals. They are the gateways by, uh, or through which or via which uh, 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 God sows or God enters into your body, enters into your good ground. Seeing, hearing, understanding. Hallelujah. And so... When he enters, what is he coming with? He says, the Bible says that with the things that God has freely given to us. God has freely given certain things to us. Hallelujah. You know, freely given certain things. I was, the latter day I was, um, I came out, I was reading about how wool is prepared. And I learned that the wool making industry in some parts of the world was started several years uh, like about 4,000 uh, 4, B.C. Uh, in, in, in some parts of the world. Praise the Lord. And what do you call it? Yeah, in some parts of the world, like around the Mediterranean uh, region. And that's a long time ago. How did it ever end? So you see that? It's traced to 4,000 B.C., before Christ. How did, it means it wasn't there all the time, you see. But at a point, it entered into the hearts of men. That, ah, even the sheep we are rearing, we can even scrape off their wool and spin it into yarns and make clothing out of it. How did it enter? You see that it 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 entered into the heart of somebody, and then the 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 thing started. Praise the Lord! And that was something God had freely given to us. So all the time before four thousand BC, what were people doing? You would ask yourself. But it was there. It I mean, according to God, it was there all along. But it entered. What I'm trying to make is that it entered. It was something freely given to God given by god to us 
but it entered into the heart of man at a certain point. There are many things God wants to give to your generation that no eye has seen, that no ear has heard, that no heart has understood. You know, maybe uh, it's not a, maybe the good ground for that seed has not been found yet. You see, because God has many thoughts and ideas and he desires to plant each one in a particular place. The Bible says a farmer went out to sow, he sees some fell on, some fell on, some fell on. So maybe a particular thought or idea or plan of God is supposed to fall on your ground. Your wayside ground, which is supposed to be turned into a thorny ground. Your thorny ground, which is supposed to turn into a good ground. Your thorny ground that's supposed to be turned into a good ground, you see. And so some fell on, some fell on, some fell on. You have to open up your heart so that God's word will fall into your heart. Hallelujah. And we are learning that this seed that falls, number one, when you read from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, realize that the seed is known as what? The testimony of God. It says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with the excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. You must desire that the testimony of God will be planted inside you i'm giving the example of how the wool industry hallelujah how did it enter it enters somebody's heart oh we can share the um we can share the the the, the wool from the sheep because they, they keep growing it as the year goes by even if we share it will come again and then it will grow again praise the lord and we can spin it we can we can we can do so much with it men began to think of how to make machines with time that will spin it into uh what do you call it we will untangle the fibers okay and then arrange them into sheets called a web a web web then they will spin it again and form narrow ropes which are called slivers Hallelujah. And then it will be wound again. It will be stretched into thinner strands through spinning machines. That will twist them into yarns. How did they, these plans enter into the heart of men? Somebody became a good ground and God's idea fell on them. So you see that some, there's something that the world has not seen yet. It's very likely that if you will keep quiet and hear God and receive the testimony of God, receive the word of God, what God has to say concerning a matter. Maybe you are going through a certain hardship. What does God have to say concerning it? If you can receive the testimony of God on the matter, search the scriptures and receive the testimony of God, you see that you... Have the mind of Christ on the matter. Praise the Lord. So when you pray, asking God to make you a good ground, also pray to receive the testimony of God, because that's the seed he wants to sow in you. Also pray to receive Jesus Christ and him crucified. Paul said, verse 2, For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. What is Jesus Christ and him crucified? It means that the, the man is, you remember Joseph of Arimathea, he came and saw Jesus Christ and him crucified.
Then he said that, oh, I have a tomb. Come and bury him there. So to ask for Jesus Christ and him crucified is to say that I'm a good place to bury this message. I'm a good place to bury the cross messaging. I'm a good place to bury this messaging. He asked for the body of Jesus and said, come and bury him in my tomb, my fresh tomb that I made. So your body could be that tomb that God, we are looking, you can ask that, I want Jesus Christ and him crucified. You should come and bury, be buried in me. Then you see that you start searching, you start paying attention to the things that happened to him when he was on the cross, how he even got to the cross, what the things he said before he went to the cross. And you become so interested about cross, Jesus dying and him crucified. And that's how it's, that's how you can access the seed that God wants to sow into your good ground. Hallelujah. A third thing you have to ask for when you are becoming a good ground is that you have to ask for the demonstration of the spirit and of the power of God. Hallelujah. Yes, because you see, when a seed is buried in the ground, nobody knows how, how does a seed turn into a, a, a seedling, start sprouting. That is the process of life. It's so amazing and wonderful. It's a demonstration of power. It's a demonstration of something spiritual. You know, something spiritual. Plant life is so different from machines. It's so different from uh, anything that has life in it. It's so different from things that don't have life in it. Hallelujah. And that is a demonstration of the spirit and of the power. Praise the Lord. And so you have to ask for something that is not mechanical. Something that is like from the spirit. Something that is alive. You understand? That is from God. And you have to ask for that. You have to ask for power, ability. You understand? Yes. Ability. Divine, supernatural ability. Praise the Lord. When the word of God comes to you, the word of God must start something that's naturally you and your own efforts can't do. Praise the Lord. Paul said that what? Uh, I, verse 3 and 4. He said, I, I, I was with you. I was with you in weakness, in fear, in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Verse five: That your faith should not be should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So you have to pray that what is sown in you will be the power of God. He said, "Your faith will not be in the wisdom of men. What you see should not be in the wisdom of men. What you prize." should be in the words, the power of God. Pray for the power of God to be demonstrated in your life. Pray for the power of God to come into your good ground. Pray that your ministry will be characterized by the power of God, not by your excellent or eloquent speech, not by your niceness, not by anything that you have on the outside, but by the power of God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Things that only God can do. Wow. Thank you, Lord. So now he said, let us, we are also going to pray to God for the things which he has prepared for those who love him. Verse, verse 9 says that what? Um, no, I just skipped one. The wisdom of God. Verse 6 to 8. It says that however we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery, the hidden wisdom of God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. There's a hidden wisdom. 
what God wants to sow into your good ground is wisdom, is the wisdom of God. When you pray, pray that, always pray, because this is what is entering you as God is giving you a seeing, seeing eye. This is what is entering you as God is giving you a hearing ear. This is what is entering you as God is giving you an understanding heart. It is the hidden wisdom of God. Why, is, why do we call it hidden? It's because it's something that comes and is buried inside you. It's like it's not it's not visible. We are all looking at our physical faces as if we are just flesh and blood. But there's some something hidden inside each and every one of us. God wants to turn you into a treasure land. Oh yes, a treasure land where the treasures of his wisdom are deposited. You understand? So I may be looking at you just a physical, uh, beautiful young man or, or, or a handsome young man or beautiful uh, young lady, but I should be able to see more than meets my eye. There must be more to you than what meets the eye. And, and that is that entrance into the spirit world, that thing that God has to give to you freely, something from God must enter. It's called what? The wisdom of God, the revelation of the spirit, the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. So ask God for wisdom. Always ask God for wisdom. Always ask God for wisdom. Always ask for secret wisdom, wisdom, hidden wisdom. That is how to receive the seed into your life. The more you pray for wisdom and revelation, the more you see that you have a seeing eye, you have a hearing ear, you start to hear the voice of God more. You start to see visions and dreams and whatnot more. You start to have more understanding in your heart about the ways of God. So pray more for wisdom. Pray and ask God for his wisdom. What else should you ask God for? Ask God for the things he has prepared. Prepare. He has prepared for you because you love him. Okay? A good ground is a ground that loves God, that wants to be used by God, that, that likes God. Okay? So when you you, you you are someone who loves God. Know that God has prepared things for you. And you have to ask for them. You have to ask for them. God has prepared things for you. And you have to ask for them. God had prepared a wool-making industry for whoever discovered it in the first time. Hallelujah. Yes. And and God God gave it because a person received the hidden wisdom. Hallelujah. Oh, and you can tell that some things are from God, especially when they have endured through the ages. When they have stood the test of time, you see that this thing could only have been birthed forth by a ground that sought to know God. Hallelujah. That sought to know God. Praise the Lord. The spirit of revelation and the things that are freely given to us by God. Same thing. You have to believe God to have revelation that comes from the spirit. Praise the Lord. But God has, give, has what? Uh, uh, given them to us by his spirit. Hallelujah. He said, but God has revealed them to us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For one man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Praise the Lord. So 
ask God for revelation. There's the revelation of pray more for revelation. Pray more for the Spirit of God. Pray more for the deep things of God. Pray more to receive insight. You see that you'll be receiving so much from God. And last thing you should ask for is the mind of Christ. Verse 13 to 16 said, These things also we speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Ask for the things that the Holy Spirit teaches. Ask for the things that the Holy Spirit teaches. Hallelujah. That's why you should be listening to messages. And that's why you should, yes, preaching. That Those are the things that the Holy Spirit teaches. Hallelujah. When a preacher is preaching, they are speaking the things that the Spirit wants to say. So when you want to know what the things that the, you have to listen to messages of preachers, holy preachers of God. Hallelujah. It, verse 14, it says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Praise the Lord. Ask for the mind of Christ. That's the seed that God wants to sow into you. God wants to sow ideas. He wants to sow thoughts. He wants to sow information into you. Things that can enter your mind. Ask for the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Who has known the mind of the Lord? So God has a mind. And he wants to sow is here a mind is like a tree. That's why, like sometimes when you are thinking about this, no, it's like it leads into another thing, it leads into another thing, it leads to another. it's like it, it has branches. You are talking about one thing, and then before you know it is leading you to something. Like, then you even are like, ah, what was I even talking about at the uh, or what was I thinking about in the first place? That is it behaves like a tree. Because the mind is actually uh, a seed, it's, it's actually a seed in its basic form. Praise the Lord. And you must let the mind of God be sown into your good ground. Hallelujah. So believe God for these things. Believe God for the testimony of God. Believe God for the power of God, the demonstration of the Spirit and the power of God. Believe God for Jesus Christ and Him crucified to be trapped in you, to be on your inside. Believe God for the wisdom of God, the hidden wisdom of God. Believe God for the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. Believe God for things that are freely given. You don't have to have everything by money or have everything because of you, because you work so hard for it. Some things are freely given just because you love God. God will just freely give it to you. So you have to be able to ask God for the things that are freely given. Hallelujah. And ask God for the mind of Christ. Praise the Lord. So these are the things you should be looking forward to be sown into you. You see, all these things are intangible. They are, they are, they are, they are spiritual things. And true, that's where your interest should be. I see you becoming a treasure land. For God, God is depositing rich thoughts and ideas and information into you, and you are becoming sought after. You are becoming uh, 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 somebody that ministers before kings and not mere men by the grace of God. God bless you so much, and may His word stay in your hearts and enrich your whole life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to the Shema podcast with Dr. Anastasia Bruce. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 says, 
Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. God bless you.